Underscore. This is the Hail to the Podcast with D'Angelo Hall. D Hall, what's up? What's going on, Aaron? Are you ready for football or what? I am so ready. I mean, goodness, I feel like we've been waiting for football for a while now and watching bad preseason football games. I'm ready for the regular season. Philadelphia, we coming for you. Yes, we're going to get into that a little bit later. I'm looking forward to that Eagles game week one. But another thing we've been waiting for is any kind of news or updates on this Trent Williams holdout situation. And Bruce Allen, the Redskins team president, sat down with Sherry Burris this week. Mm-hmm. And he gave a little insight as to what was happening, if there was any movement or any updates. Take a listen to what he had to say. Well, he's not here. You, you, you said the, the, the only answer there is. Uh, you're either here or you're not, and he's elected not to be here. Um, we're, we are in full mode right now, even before this preseason game, uh, preparing for Philadelphia. Can you confirm that it is a grievance that Trent has either with the medical staff or with his contract situation? You know, I'm not going to go into any conversation I have with a player. Um, he's, he's told me his thoughts. Um, but we're now in Philadelphia mode, and it's time to get going. When was the last time you talked to Trent? Well, I, as I said, I'm not going to talk about my different conversations. Where do you see this ending with the Trent situation? Do you imagine him coming back? Well, I think Trent's going to play football, yes. Um, we had a, a surprising retirement this week in the NFL, and I don't, I don't see Trent retiring. You said you see him playing football. Does that mean with the Washington Redskins, or have you guys engaged in any talks of, at all about trading him? No, it'll be with us. Mm. So let's react quickly yeah. to this because, oh. I mean, this is interesting. We're hearing from Trent's side of things, you know, rumors I heard coming out of Redskins Park that he was possibly going to show up next yeah. week. And then yeah. and then we hear this from Bruce Allen. I mean, what's your takeaway from this? Yeah. And, you know, I heard those same reports, Aaron, and I was kind of like, wow, you know, he's going to show up. Trent, let me know. You know, I had to text him. Hey, bro, let me know before you show up so I can let everybody, so I can report it first. And so, you know, I reached out to him and he's like, man, there's zero chance I'll be in that building next week. And so I hear from, from, you know, some whispers that he might show up. And then I talk to him and he's like, nah, I'm not showing up. Like we haven't, we haven't talked, we haven't addressed the issues. And so, you know, it's kind of like, at what point do you as the Washington Redskins organization say, hey, look, we got to get something for this guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the fine line. You hear Bruce say, look, I think, you know, I know Trent's going to play football and it's going to be with us. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they how they get to that point. You know what I mean, Aaron? Well, it's interesting, too, because I heard that Trent Williams isn't the biggest fan of Bruce Allen. So for Bruce Allen to say that he believes Trent's going to play football and it's going to be for the Washington Redskins kind of contradicts what we're hearing from Trent's side of things. And Aaron, I, I don't know if I'd agree with Trent isn't Bruce's biggest fan because, you know, I know firsthand that those guys talk a lot. Well, I know okay. they talked a lot um, before this situation came oh, up. Oh, good. I mean, um, that's Trent good was always a guy. Yeah, yeah. Trent was always a guy in Bruce's office. Um, and Trent aspires to, you know, be in the front office at, at, at some point in his uh, career as well. Um, he kind of has those same aspirations I do um, because, 
you know, we I think I I and he feels like, you know, we know what it takes to kind of put a winning formula together. Um, and so I know Trent is constantly talking to Bruce before this situation came up. Um, so I do want to clarify that. I'm glad part you of said it. that because there's so many things coming out about this. It's hard to know really what is the truth and what isn't. And of course, there's two sides to every story. Always, always. And, you know, I, I even myself have to sometimes take a step back because I can, yes, hear Trent's side. But I'm like, you know, yeah, I hear Trent's side and I understand his side. But is also the Washington Redskins side. And then there's somewhere in the middle is the truth. It's always mm -hmm. his side, their side, and then the truth somewhere yeah. in the middle. And, I and think that's, that's what, what we're all just trying to figure out, right? Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. And I think the value that you have is you've been talking to Trent, whereas a lot of people haven't heard from him at all. So to hear uh, that you spoke to him recently and he said there's not a chance he's going to yeah, be Yeah, literally here next yesterday. Week. Yesterday, I, I, I talked to him and he was like, yeah, not going to happen. And that made me think, you know, I, I immediately start jumping to conclusions like, well, I guess they haven't been talking. And, you know, then I get one of my you know NFL Network buddies hit me up and say, hey, we, we're hearing trades about this. And, you know, I hit Trent. Well, yeah, you know, my agent has told me that they've, you know, a couple of teams have reached out, but the Redskins have kind of shut the door on everybody. And so obviously we all know that they don't want to trade him. He, I think, will be in the Hall of Fame at some point, and it would be ridiculous to trade him. But if you guys can't agree is what I, as a GM, would, would say. Look, if I can't agree to either pay you or, or rectify the grievances you have, like, it, it makes no sense for me to hold on to a commodity and just sit them on, you know, sit them on the shelf or not be able to utilize them. And so, you know, at some I, point, I think both sides need to try to figure out, hey, maybe the best thing is for us to just go our separate ways. Like, obviously, Trent has already voiced his opinion of wanting to happen. <laughs> All right. Looking at this from a business standpoint, if you're the Redskins, why would they accept a trade now when they can accept the same trade after the season ends, when there's a possibility of getting a better deal from another team and knowing exactly where teams are going to be picking in the draft. So I think that the Redskins are just going to stay where they are. But I also wonder, is that selfish of them? I mean, because you were saying D hall that you think they should just work it out now. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think you absolutely work it out now. And I mean, I, I hear your point. They would get more later because they would know exactly what that pick would be. But to me, like, I want the commodity now because this Redskins team, they need Trent Williams. And so if they're not going to put him on the football field or if he's not going to show up or be there with the team, I want to get something for him that is going to be there and be with the team and help us win football games because we still want to win football games, right? We still want to develop young players. We're, we still have to move right ahead. And so regardless if Trent is on the bus or not, I think the organization needs to go ahead, figure out what they can get for him, whether it's Jadavion Clowney, because I've heard his name floated around. Um, you know, our, our, our uh, producer, uh, Kent was telling us of a story he heard about the Cincinnati Bengals potentially sending AJ Green, um, even though he's hurt. I know Jay loves AJ Green, you know, so that's mm -hmm. a commodity right there. I mean, they're they're 
I mean, you can get a lot for Trent Williams. I mean, this, you know, people saying he's 30, 31, 30, 30 years old. I, I don't know his exact age, but this dude is so athletic. Even when he becomes unathletic and he'll still be one of the best tackles in the league because he is just that athletic. I mean, we've seen videos of this dude yeah. beating AP in foot races and jumping over 40 inch boxes. He's a freaky athlete, and so to me, age means nothing. That's why he can go out there on a banged-up knee or with one hand or one shoulder because he's that and still good. shut down some of the most elite pass rushers. It's because he is that athletic. When he's not healthy, it's almost more uh, – it's even, you know what I mean, when he's going against opponents when he's not healthy. When he's healthy, it's not even close. It's not fair. And so I think this, this guy's going to play another 10 years if he wants to. And so, you know, I don't like hearing that, you know, when people throw out his age because age ain't nothing but a number to a dude like him. Yeah, I mean, and what is it going to take for teams to offer more? Is it going to be desperation or injuries? Because I think the Redskins are expecting a lot, and they should, in return for Trent Williams because of the value you were just talking about. He's such an incredible athlete and the best player on this Washington team. I, but it's, it sounds like, you know, if, if the rumors are true that the Patriots offered a first-round pick, well, if that's the 30-second pick in the first round, I don't think that's something that sounds like a good yeah, deal not sexy. to the Reds. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not sexy at all. And, you know, and, 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 and that's what they need to figure out. What What is the price tag? Um, you know, because we hear they, they, they're not trading them at all, and then we hear, well, if, if the price is right, maybe we would. Um you know, I know Trent wants to play football, and I know this Washington Redskins football team needs him. Um, or if they don't need him, they need someone to 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 help step in and either fill his void um, or just just continue to help make plays for this team. And and maybe that is you know where the question is. Like if let's say the Redskins are winning a bunch of games without Trent Williams, then he probably loses a little leverage. But if they're really struggling, maybe that puts the pressure on the Redskins to really get something done. But as you pointed out, D'Angelo earlier, Trent has said that nothing's really happened in terms of the issues that he needed to be addressed. So why haven't the Redskins addressed them? I mean, I just probably think both sides just haven't really sat down. Like, that's what that's what is so perplexing to me. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm a grown man. This organization is run by grown men. Um, like, let's sit down. Let's all get in the room. Let's sit yeah. down. Let's figure out what the problem is. Let's see if we can somehow come to a resolution. If we can't, hell, if they want, if they want to call me, Bruce, call me. Trent called me. I will, I will, I will, I will be the arbitrator. I will sit in the middle of the room and I'll help y'all hash this thing out. But to me, it's so simple, Aaron. Like, yeah. how, how are we making this harder than it is? Like, it's simple. Either you can help me get things done the way I want and help me be more comfortable, whether it's with the medical staff, whether it's with my contract, or you can say, hey, I'm not doing XYZ. Cool trade me what would you like in return all right let me and my agent go out and see if we can find a team that would offer that okay like it's not complicated like for people to even even for people to either not talk at this point with the season starting in a, in a, in a week um or i i, I don't know I'm, I'm i'm just mind blown because they're making this 
much more harder than it should be. Right. I mean, I do see some similarities when you take a look at Andrew Luck's retirement. I was thinking about this. He retires two weeks before week one of the season, and he took some criticism for that with the timing of the announcement. But he had some medical stuff going on and with the injuries and maybe the way things were handled in the past for him, which got him to this point where he lost all his passion to play. Well, Jim Ursay could have recouped $24.8 million and he didn't. He let Andrew Luck keep that. And they came to an agreement about that. To me, that kind of says that the Colts are like, hey, thank you for everything you've done for this franchise. We take a little responsibility for things that maybe happen. We wish you the best. But the Redskins aren't working with Trent in that same kind of manner. Yeah, and you know, two different people, obviously. I think Andrew Luck's probably a little more uh uh I guess vocal about some of the things he wants to see or, or, or wanted to see happen. Um, you know, and I think a part 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 of the Colts generosity <laughs> I think had to do with, hey, maybe Andrew will come back in a year or two, let's keep him happy. Um yeah, as opposed but, to but hey, why let's the piss Red him off. Trying to keep Trent happy is my point. Well, you know, a retired player is a little different than the guy saying, hey, I'm not coming back here unless X, Y, Z is resolved. But, you know, but you're right. You're you're absolutely right. The way in which Andrew Luck and the Colts handled the whole situation, getting out in front of it, open lines of communication is what you would like to see done in this situation. Because, you know, at the end of the day, even if we can't agree, just open lines of communication keeps everyone on the same page, keeps everyone in the loop. Like for Bruce to make that comment makes me believe he like he's still in communication with Trent. And I didn't ask Trent if he was in communication with Bruce. It was irrelevant to are you going to be there next week or not? And so I didn't get that question answered. Maybe I should have asked it. Tune in next week. I'll get that question answered. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know if they've been talking. And so, you know, to me, like I said, I don't understand why teams don't have this approach. You know, you you, you think about Melvin Gordon out in uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. Right. Like, if, if you guys don't want to pay him, somebody will pay him. Just pre- pretend for a second that's you. Pretend for a second that's your son. Um, you know, and they are at the point in their career where they can maximize their earning potential. If you don't feel like they're worth that, cool. It's like I used to tell people all the time, like, if I'm not your cup of tea, cool. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I know I'm good. I'm somebody's cup of tea. Like, somebody will pay me. Somebody will pay Melvin Gordon to be their feature back if he wants that kind of money that the uh, Chargers don't want to pay him. And so, you know, obviously that's a money situation. But I just don't understand why teams don't approach. Like, when I'm a GM, I'm approaching it like – I don't want you in my building if you don't want to be in my building. And I, or I, if I, I value you as a... Of, yeah, I feel the same way about Yeah, that. if I value you as a $5 million back or $7 million corner and you want 15, hey, man, I'm sorry. If you can go get 15, go get 15. Like, I just, I can't pay you that and us still be what I want us to be. if you really don't want to be here, cool, we'll figure it out and move forward, you know? Exactly. And let you go Thank play you somewhere you. you do want to be because... I mean, what's that going to be like? Let's say he does come back and he really is angry at the organization or whatever. I mean, isn't that going to trickle out eventually? 
Oh, absolutely. And it's and, gonna and, affect and, your and, play, your whole your And this isn't a yeah, this isn't a second year guy who has, you know, is has become a good player. This is a guy who has been the 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 the, the pillar of your organization for the past what six, seven, eight, nine years for the amount of time he's been here. He was a top five pick. Hands down, one of the best tackles in the league year after year after year. He's played through numerous injuries. Um, and so this isn't a fly-by-night guy. This is like he's your guy. Leader. He's the leader your, in your that leader, locker room. Exactly. Your leader that guys in that locker room look to when things get tough. Like I watched that team play in, in one of the preseason games, and I can't remember which game. And I thought, wow, they're really missing Trent. Yeah. And they they weren't missing Trent because they needed protection for that left side of the line and they needed to run the football and, and all of that. They were missing Trent because something went down. And I said, ooh, that wouldn't have went down if Trent was out there. Because dudes on the other team know Trent, respect Trent, and do not fuck with Trent. Excuse my language. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I mean, and just talking to some of the players, they say it's just weird in the locker room. Like, Trent, if you don't know Trent Williams, he has a big presence. He's not the most vocal, like, you, you're not going to see him talking all the time, but, like, his presence is felt. Like, he kind of has that it factor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, he does. He he he's the he is the OBJ of offense alignment. Like 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 he made it cool to be an offense alignment. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're absolutely right. Guys <laughs> look made, to him. He made, Trent made a joke last year that he should have been a defensive player because he might have been getting paid more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have been a heck of a D tackle there. And when nobody seeing him. <laughs> he probably could have played any sport, any position. That's just how athletic and what a beast he is. Yes, absolutely. Um, shoot, hey Aaron. I mean, let's 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 move along a little bit. I know. I, I mean, we could talk all day about Trent, but let's let's move on. We got cuts coming coming this Saturday. Yeah. Um, a name I'm hearing that could be on the bubble that's blowing my mind is Josh Dotson. Now, why does that blow your mind? What has because the like when, pick really done when, for this team? You played with I, him. It's not what he's done for this team. It's the talent he has and the ability, I think, that they should be trying to pull out of him. Like, Josh Dotson is one They've of the They've had purest... how many years to pull that out of him? And you're, where, you're right. And, where and, is and who's, whose fault is that? Is that Josh Dotson's fault? Because there's been say... times I've seen Josh Dotson play in games that he's just not getting targeted at all. I mean, quarterbacks just aren't that? even looking I've his way. I've actually heard that and notice that it sounds like quarterbacks just aren't looking for him. You know what? Because Josh Dawson is never going to be a receiver that gives the quarterback a yard or two of separate. Well, I'm going to say two yards of separation. Most quarterbacks like two yards or so of separation before they can really want to throw you the ball and trusting you to, 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 to catch that ball. Mm -hmm. um, Kirk Cousins, when Josh Dawson was here with Kirk Cousins, I, you know, I made the observation one day. I said, man, you know, Kurt likes his receivers to, you know, have won their route. He's he's not going to just throw it up unless he has supreme confidence in you. Jordan Reed was a guy he had supreme confidence in. Right. Uh, D-Jack, Pierre, which developed over time. And I think a lot of those guys' credentials kind of made Kurt have a little more confidence in those guys initially. Um, but 
you know, you, I, I think of a play Josh Dawson made, uh, gosh, maybe 2017, maybe 2017 against the Oakland Raiders, against one of my young protégés, David Amerson, who mm. was a Redskins corner at one point. And I know David Amerson has great ball skills. Heck, I know. I saw it firsthand. Yeah. And I saw Josh Dawson go up and get a ball off his neck. And I said, those are the kind of balls Josh Dawson likes to catch is 50 yeah. 50 balls he yeah. almost caught another one in the chiefs game but he just couldn't come down no, with I remember it and, that. and I was secure at that it game. That but that's was the kind of balls josh dawson needs to have thrown to him 50 50 balls where he can show you that i can out jump you and i have the ball skills to make this play because okay. he's not so a blazing fast guy Kirk Cousins obviously didn't fully develop that chemistry with him. And then we saw what happened last season, just a carousel of quarterbacks and unfortunate yep. injuries. And then there's been a competition in camp. Uh, and now we know Case Keenum's going to be the starter. So maybe if you give it some time, which is why I don't agree that the, I don't think the Redskins are going to cut him. I mean, if anything, they're going to wait until the end of the season. I just don't see why you would cut him now when you can see what he can give you this season. I mean, it seems kind of crazy to cut him to me. Yeah, I mean, it does seem crazy to cut him, but, I mean, just think about it. And you got Paul Richardson. You got Terry McCullen, who's who's, who's starting to come on. Yeah. Um, I Trey mean, people Quinn, are already saying Cam he's – Sims. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Robert David. I mean, Robert it's Davis. a lot of, and some of these guys play special teams. And so, you know, that's one thing that Josh Dawson doesn't offer you is special teams. But, I mean, I, I still think the kid has talent. And I would like to see him on this football team. I think he, he could help this football team out. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I just don't know. I, you know, I go back and forth. Well, he's not supposed to play tonight against the Ravens. I don't know. Can you look too far into – does that mean he's a lock to make the team or not necessarily? Yeah, or does it mean, hey, we don't want him playing because we don't want him to get hurt and we have to keep him or put him on IR. And so, yeah, yeah you can read a couple different things into that. Um, is Samaje playing? You know what? I am not sure on that one. Because that he actually has looked – good he looks I know, like i was impressed he got that he looks like he has some week. guys in front of him that he's like look uh, i'm a battle too i'm gonna fight for this spot and that's what you want to see guys do you want to see guys rise to the occasion and fight and, and, and get better and i feel like samaj p ryan has done that so another big story heading into this final preseason game is jay gruden on sunday finally announced that case keenum is going to be the starter uh, really, you know, for those who have been following this team, that wasn't a surprise at all. Um, Dwayne Haskins is the future of this franchise and, you know, Case Keenum is just here to fill in those gaps. And I mean, if, if he can start and perform well for this team, hopefully best case scenario, Haskins can grow and develop and fix work his work on his footwork, fix the things he needs to fix and get comfortable and, you know, I, I would think best case scenario, they don't have to see Dwayne Haskins start at all this year. What do you think, D-Hall? Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously would be the best situation is if they could kind of stick with a plan that the Giants are doing with uh, with Daniel Jones, and that's letting Case Keenum play all year. Um, hopefully they're winning football games and they're competitive in games, you know, and, and, and Case is able to control this offense the way they envision it being run. Um, but you know, I, I don't know if I see that happening. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like at some point, um, 
we're going to see Dwayne Haskins out there. And I even think at some point we might see Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is that wild card. And yes, we know Case Keenum is the starter. And I think that was the right decision, especially right now. I think Dwayne Haskins made some really good plays in the preseason, but it, it, it wasn't an overwhelming uh, preseason for him. He's still developing. He's still learning. You talked about uh, footwork and you know learning defenses and really understanding his offense. This is probably uh, the most verbiage he's had to really digest as a quarterback. And so um, let's give him time. But you know, for me, it, it you know I do think at some point through this season we'll see Colt McCoy or we'll see uh, Dwayne Haskins as this season continues to go on because you know you know how many games are we going to win here and. I'm not saying that because I don't think this team's good. I'm saying that because I think this division is so tough. I think mm -hmm. Dallas, even without Zeke, is, is, is a really good football team. Um, a lot of people are picking the Eagles to win the division. Um, yeah. I thought Dallas would win the division, especially with Zeke. Um, and so, you know, you're talking now best case, third place in your division. How many games – you know, do you win as a third place team in your division with a really hard schedule? Um, I, yeah, I was really hoping Colt McCoy would be the starter. And, you know, it's upsetting and unfortunate to hear that his leg just isn't coming along like they had hoped. Um, we heard about the complications and everything, but uh, I had heard that it's a strength issue. And then I also heard it's a pain and a strength issue. So, I don't know what the timetable is for him, but I would think that would be the best case scenario is if Case Keenum is struggling, if, you know, those first five games for the Redskins are so tough, if they're not doing very well, that maybe at that point Colt McCoy can come in and you can still save Dwayne Haskins and let him, you know, prepare and just sit out this season. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, Aaron, just think about this schedule. You go to Philly, you have Dallas at home, Chicago at home, you go to New York for the Giants. Then you have New England at home. Mm. That's a tough stretch. Yeah. I mean, that is a tough five games. This team could very easily be 0-5. 0-5. And, 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 and that is my concern is, okay, this could go one of two ways. Let's say they're 0-5, and now they decide Dwayne Haskins is going to start. For someone who doesn't even have that much experience, what does that do to you mentally, that kind of pressure? But on the flip side, if the if the schedule is kind of like you're skiing downhill, he's not facing any tough opposing defenses, I, maybe maybe he becomes the savior and the hero in this town. I, I don't know. How could you see that playing out if they decided to play him, say, week six or seven? I mean, week six is a good time. You got the, you know, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that is a good time, <laughs> That's right? That's what I'm saying. Like, um, it, the first stretch is rough. Uh, but after that, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's and, kind of a toss-up. And I've heard people kind of saying that, kind of targeting kind of that date to, um, you know, to, to get Dwayne Haskins. A lot of teams like to do. Uh, the bye week, you know, to give them an extra week of preparation on, a, you know, on an opponent. Um, they come off the bye. They have the bye week uh, 10, and they come off and they play uh, the Jets um, at home. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot of different situations and scenarios that could play out. Obviously, we want this, we want this team to be 5-0, and and we want to be riding high and, 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 and have an insurance policy. Dwayne, you stay right where you are, Case. Keep doing your thing. Because, look, 
I'm saying this team could be 0-5, but I, I don't know. And Case Keenum is not a terrible quarterback. He's diced us up as Redskins fans, myself up um, as, a, as a defender. And so this dude's more than capable. It's just do the pieces around him gel enough? Do the Can the O-line protect him? Can this run game be adequate? Will the defense get turnovers? You know, this defense is amazing. So but defense is so hard to really get a metric on because you can have a team get 40 takeaways one year and the next year get seven. Sometimes it's just how that ball bounces. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It could very easily roll out of bounds as opposed to stay right here and we get that fumble or that interception or that tip pass. And so, you know, I know this defense will be good and will be competitive and will keep them in every game, but will they have enough on offense to score? Um, you know, even think about, you know, let's talk about Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, who, you know, I saw something on Twitter, and I'm like, dude, unguardable. You know, I, I, I make the statement unguardable, and I send that tweet out. And, I mean, I just get so many responses from other players in the league, uh, current and retired, yeah. and just fans like, man, you are right. He is amazing when he's healthy. He's amazing when he's healthy. Um, and Jay Reed sent me a clip like, man, I miss you, bro. A clip of me and him just battling like he makes a play and I go make a you know a play and I'm like bro I, I miss I, I miss it too man I love you ball out stay healthy and that was right before the Falcons game and I'm like man you gonna <sighs> play he's like yeah I'm playing I'm like all right do your thing man be safe and you know yeah. to take a vicious hit like that um, and I love Keanu Neal he plays the game the right way um, and I think Keanu would say the same thing that he wasn't necessarily trying to do that. Um, I'm sure he knows Jordan. They're both Florida guys um, when it comes to playing at the University Those of Florida. Those are just not the kind of hits. I mean, you, no, you, you want to get a little contact in preseason, but dang, that was too much. And for a guy who has six documented concussions, like I really worry about Jordan Reed. And we were talking about this last week that the offense – needs to go through Jordan Reed this season. And then that happened in the third preseason game. And it's just like, no, this team can't catch a break sometimes. I know, I know. And people are like, oh, he's soft. I'm like, what? Soft? Like, do you know how hard that hit was? Like, dude had his helmet strapped on tight. I mean, you can see that. You can see just the blow right to the side of his head and the helmet pop up. Like, that was, that was a hard hit. And so he's far from soft. If anything, Jordan's too tough because he's always fighting for extra yards and he's always taking hits from guys because he gets his body in some of these awkward situations because he's always fighting, trying to give y'all everything he has. And so, um, how do you, you handle know, that though? Because I mean, I know how important he is to this offense, but you got to worry about him too, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to worry about him. I mean, it, it, you know, it's football. If if he's getting down and he's and we're targeting him and he's making plays, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's still football. We can't be so cautious with, with, with Jordan. He can take a hit. We know that. Yeah. It's just about not taking it's, – it's, it's, it's about not taking the wrong kind of hits. Mm-hmm. D Hall, it's always good catching up with you. I love your insight. Keep talking to Trent for us. We need the uh I got you, man. Uh, I know, because this is the only place you can get actual updates from Trent Williams himself. Everyone else might get it from his agent, might get it from the organization. 
But right here with D Hall and Aaron Hawksworth, you getting actually from Trent, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Trent on um, with us. So as soon That's as I can, cool. I'm gonna try yeah. to make that happen. All right, you're listening to Hail to the Podcast, hashtag HTTP. Um, the best way you can support us is to listen, subscribe. Um, you can go to uh, theathletic.com and subscribe there. We're offering 40% off the annual subscription to our listeners. We're hooking you up. So go to theathletic.com slash hail to the podcast, and you'll get access to all of your favorite podcasts, including ours. And we also have... One free one um, on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast. And then the other one will be just exclusive to The Athletic, but it's going to be the more premium content. So be sure to subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall and Hulk out. <laughs> Let's go.